All right, we are back. This is another episode of Doable Discipleship. Uh, this is, uh, what is this, Tuesday the 28th? 28th, I think. Something like that. 27th, 28th? Um, yeah, it's around there. Um, <laughs> Numbers <laughs> if, are hard right, if at these times. If you're to it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so we, we have been doing this series. Oh, by the way, this is... A Doable Discipleship, a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your faith, or as Brandon likes to call it. The show that helps you grow. <laughs> he does like to call it that. We have been in this series on spiritual antidotes that we started ever since this COVID-19 crisis started. And um, so we just wanted to address the fact that people are probably feeling, you know, fear, anxiety, stress, hopelessness. You know, there could be all sorts of things. Even in the course of a day, there can be a gamut of emotions right, right. that people are, are going through and dealing with. And so, um, so, so far we've talked about hope. We've talked about gratitude. We've talked about uh, taking every thought captive. We talked about community. Last week we had K on, which was amazing. Mm-hmm, and we absolutely. talked about anxiety stuff. And um, we are going to wrap up this series uh, with a topic you, I'm sure, were not expecting. It's the topic of lament. Yeah, lament. So when we think about lament, well, the first question is, what is lament? Right? We all, I'd say we all love a good vent session. That feels good to get something off your chest. Sounds like a person's last name. Lament. Yeah, it, yeah, it does. Like it would be a it doesn't, name. it's not a word hey, that I'm we. Tom lament. Exactly. Yeah. Lament. So when we think about lament, like we all love a good venting session. And I think now, and especially, we don't use that word lament in our culture, really, um, but it's a spiritual practice that the church has been practicing for millennia, literally millennia. Um, but I think now we think of it as synonymous with complaining. And that's not exactly the truth. That's not really yeah, it's what like we're. This woe is me. It, yeah, exactly. It's kind of that, but it's. it's in a its essence, it's very. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it leads to a different place. Yeah. Um, than just complaining or venting or even mourning. Um, So when we think about lament, okay, so lament is the spiritual practice of pouring out the pain and just the confusion and exasperation of life to God. In other words, it is being brutally honest with God. I love that truth that it is a spiritual practice. I don't think many people think of it. You know, you think of reading the Bible, you think of praying, you may even think of like journaling or whatever. But lament is not one that it's, usually it's comes, not. It's it's live. something that I think is foreign to to a lot of us, especially in the time that we live. But like I said, for centuries and millennia, people in the church have been practicing that, and we'll see in a second that it's it's all throughout the Bible. Um, so when you're lamenting to God, it's it, it's another word. It's getting all of the stuff out. It's getting all of the junk out and into the open, into the light, and saying, God, this is how I this is how I really feel. Yeah. You know, sometimes I think we have a um, a mindset where we think that we have to polish it up and clean it up before we pray or before we give it to God. And yeah, we have to make ourselves sound a little bit better. We got to make it sound, <laughs> yeah, like put a little PR spin on it <laughs> like, as if God doesn't know how we actually feel. And um, lament teaches us to go, hold on, wait a minute. No, bring it in its raw form to God. Don't polish it up. Don't try to make it polite. Don't try to make it really nice. Just bring what it is. I mean, in the Bible, you see all these great examples of people like, it talks about the ripping and gnashing of teeth and it talks about- Yes. It, it, tearing tearing, of, tearing clothes. of clothes. Yes. Like that's the level of authenticity <laughs> we're talking about here. Right, and so l- lamenting is usually impolite. It's usually, you're getting the bitterness out, you're getting getting the pain out. 
Um, it's, it's asking the questions like, God, why is this happening? Or what's going on? Or God, where are you? I thought that you were, you were supposed to act like this. I thought you were going to do this. And I'm experiencing the exact, exact opposite. What's going on? I think you got to give us an example of what that really sounds like. Of crying out to God. Why God, is this why? happening? As I tear my what? clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Put ash on my head. That's right. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's a, at, its, at its essence, it's a crying out to God. And we think about this in the Bible. There's, spiritual, there's a precedence for this. The book of Psalms um, leads us in this practice. And actually over two-thirds of the Psalms are laments. So basically all of the Psalms, yeah. the majority of the Psalms, Lament. And we, we usually pick out like the really nice flowery sounding ones and we leave the crying out to God ones. Yeah, we just go, we oh, leave them tucked oh. in, Man, tucked in the drawer. Yeah, yeah. He was having, <laughs> it makes us feel uncomfortable when we read it, right? Yeah, because yeah. I've read certain things in the Psalms and you're going, I didn't know that you could talk like that to God. Is that a, oh, yeah, is he praying? Is David a praying? That's disrespectful. Or can you say that about your enemies? Can you Pray for the downfall and terror and all this bad things to happen. Is that a, my enemies in the face? Exactly. Is this acceptable um, in God's sight? And what we're finding is the essence of it absolutely is. And there's also a, a, another a book of Lamentations, a full book Literally in the Bible called Lamentations. called Lamentations. So there's a lot of precedence for this. Um, and it usually comes out in the form of prayer or the form of a song or poem or art, etc., but it could literally just be tears. Um, and there's a guy named Jordan Rice, who's a, a pastor, and I really like his thoughts. He says, lament is what God's people have done for millennia when life hurt and didn't make any sense. And I love that because I think we've all experienced that parts in our lives where this really hurts and this doesn't make sense. And I don't know what to make of this. I don't know. Um, I can't spin this. I can't put a bow on it. I'm confused, I'm hurt, I'm angry, and I don't know what to do. And this is where the practice of lament comes into comes into play. Yeah, so why is this important and why talk about it now? Well, I think one of the big reasons is that lament is proof of the relationship that God has with us. Absolutely. It's proof that we have a God who is listening. It's proof that we that that He allows us to pour ourselves out. It's it's proof that we trust that He's there, mm-hmm. and it's it's just proof of the depth of our relationship with God that we can do this. Um, Russell Moore um, has a book called Adopted for Life, which is an awesome book. Encourage everybody to check it out. And in this book, he describes going to an orphanage in Russia as they were in the process. Of pursuing adoption and when they got there the silence from the nursery was eerie it was just like what what is happening yeah usually babies this, cry usually you would hear lots of different noises who's <laughs> cries whatever it is but it was just silent and and the truth was that the babies in the cribs never cried now it wasn't because they never needed anything but it was because they had learned that no one cared enough to answer Mm. That is just devastating. It's gut-wrenching. To think about. Because children who are confident of the love of a caregiver cry because they know, oh, I, like, I, I need comfort. I need something. If I cry, then, then this person who cares about me will come and I will get the comfort that I need. But that's not what was happening in this orphanage that Russell Moore was talking about. 
And, and so for us as Christians, when we lament, when we cry out, it is proof of our relationship with God. It is proof that we trust that there is a caregiver, mm-hmm. that there is somebody who cares for me, who will give me comfort, who, who, who I can cry to and get picked up by, get held by, get you know, pulled in close. All that stuff that we innately need, as babies, we innately need it. It's something that we need. We need comfort. And it, that does not stop. Now, we may convince ourselves otherwise. We may live a life or step into a life of, no, of, of like, oh, I can take care of myself. I don't need anybody. Mm-hmm. No, I got this. I don't need, I don't need to be a crybaby out to go, you know, for every little thing. Right. But really, it's this innate the innate need that God has wired us with to need comfort, to seek comfort from God who created us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like <laughs> he's literally saying, I made you, I want to be with you. Don't push me back or don't make this seem like you don't need, like I, I made you to need me near. I made you to want me close you know, yeah. to hold you. And so that that's why this spiritual practice of lament, and that's why you see in the Psalms and you see in Lamentations, is you is you see is you see, David and the other psalmists doing these crying out prayers, which is essentially what they are, to say like I'm, I like I I need help I, I need comfort. He, here we go, <laughs> and it's just proof that we expect God to hear us. And that's what I love is that is that we lament because we expect God to hear us. We we are so confident in who he is because he tells us who he is that we don't expect our cries to go on deaf ears. Yeah, absolutely. I I love that idea that lament is is proof of the relationship. Lament actually brings us closer to God in intimacy and um, laments a pathway to intimacy. One of the ways that we respond is it, it can't always be bubbly. It can't always be nice. It can't always be polite and polished. Sometimes for communication, sometimes for prayer to be real, to be genuine, to be intimate, it has to be raw. It has to come in whatever form it came in. It, it would be like Jason, if you think about relationship, right? So Jason, you and I, if I said, hey, Jason, for now on, like, don't text me anything hard. Don't say anything that could be upsetting or disturbing to me. Only talk to me if you have something that's really nice, really good, or yeah. kind words from me. Yeah. You would look at me like, well, well, that's not a relationship. That's, that's not shallow. how a friendship, that's a shallow relationship. Yeah. If I can't be real and authentic authentic with my feelings or, yeah. or what's going on inside, then we can't, our relationship can't grow. We can't it's not be based true in friends. Truth. Yeah, it, exactly. It's not truth, exactly. I love the way you said that. It's not based in truth. Truth requires a genuine genuineness and an honesty and lamenting is a way that we accomplish that with God. Uh, lamenting is a way that we connect with God and in intimacy. And I love the rawness of it. Psalm 42, three, uh, it says, my tears have been my food day and night while people say to me all day long, where's your God? Um, and I, I love that picture of my tears have been my food day and night. In other words, I've been a mess. I've been a wreck for the, for however long it's been day and night. That's a, that's a, that's 
for as, as long as I can think for this past two weeks, three weeks, month, a year, I've been a wreck. I've been a mess. A fortnight. I'm feeding a fortnight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeding literally on my tears and people are mocking me saying, where is your God? And I think that we have in some ways or another, we felt that where we've questioned, God, where are you? This pain is so real. This pain is so deep. I'm so hurt. Shouldn't you be making it better? Shouldn't you be doing something about it? Shouldn't you do something, do anything? Um, and, and, and that's what lamenting does. It's, it's a pathway to intimacy. We can be real, we can be raw, and it actually requires that for it to be intimate, for it to be genuine. It requires that rawness. And when you think about it too, lamenting is also can be a pathway to praise. What? So this, yeah, exactly. What? This, this is something that I found really interesting. So half of the Psalms, over half of the Psalms, two thirds of the Psalms are lament. The majority of them are classified by really smart people. Biblical scholars, <laughs> these are lamentations. These are laments. Um, and there is the, the Hebrew word for, for Psalms, or what we call is Tehillim, which means praise. So the book of Psalms can literally be translated songs of praise or the book of praises. So how can something as raw and real as lamenting, getting all the junk out, saying all the stuff, not polishing it up, not necessarily being polite, how can that be classified in the Bible as praise? Um, that, that really threw me for a loop because I don't, that's not what I think of when I think of praise. When I yeah. think of praise, it's like, oh, praise report. So-and-so, this happened. God it's did clapping this. Hands. Clapping hands. Woo. You know, it's music. That's yeah. praise. It's, it's upbeat. It's bubbly. It's, it's good stuff. It's not all the, not all the other stuff. Yeah. Um, but that's how it's classified. Um, so is, when we see in the Psalms, the people of, of Israel, Israel's asking God, it's, it's at its core is, God, answer us according to your nature. You've told us you're unfailing in love. You've told us that you're just. You've told us that you're righteous. You've told us that you're faithful. But we're not seeing it. We're not experiencing it. What are we missing? Help us. Help us. Help us. Uh, give us a new lens. How can we see you correctly? Because it doesn't feel like it right now. Um, there's a, a, a great, uh, he's a pastor. He's a scholar. His name is Glenn Packiam. Um, he's out of, out of Denver, not Denver, of Colorado Springs, Colorado at New Life Church. He says, a complaint is an accusation against God, right? So a lament and complaint aren't the same thing, even though they might look the same on the surface. He says, a complaint is an accusation against God that maligns his character. But a lament, on the other hand, but a lament is an appeal to God based on confidence in his character. So it, what he's saying is, when we lament, when we say the stuff, when we get it out, we are, it's, we're appealing to God. We're saying, God, this is where we're at right now. This is how it feels right now, but this is what we believe is true of you. And we're asking, we're praying, show us what we believe is true of you. Yeah. Act according to how we know, be just, be righteous, mm -hmm. um, be loving, be faithful. We're, we're asking you for that. We're recognizing that this is how it feels right now. And we don't see you, we don't feel you, but we know you're with us. So be with us in tangible ways. Mm. Show us who you are. Um, and it's in that the lament can actually clear a pathway to praise. You see in a lot of the Psalms, it starts with, <laughs> I'm eating my tears. 
<laughs> yeah. Everything is going to pieces around me. I hate everything and I hate everybody. Yeah. This is all terrible. This is all bad. <laughs> God, where are you? I don't see you. But it usually ends in, but God, this is what I know is true of you. But this is what I know I've seen you done in the past. This is who I know you to be. Show up and, sh and show us who you are. It ends in praise. So lament, really, in essence, it opens us up to have real authentic praise. Mm -hmm. It opens us up to, to, to see and experience God in real ways when we're, in honest ways, when we're honest with him in the beginning. Um, so lament's kind of like the beginning stage that ends in praise, which is different than just complaining about God. It's, I'm complaining about my circumstances and God, I'm trusting in faith, even though I don't see it, even though I don't feel it, that you're going to show up. And I believe you're here. Yeah. If you're it, acting like everything is hunky dory, you know, then God's going, I know that's not how you really feel. Exactly. So it's just, it's, you know, it, it, as you said before, it's not a complaint. It's not an accusation saying to be honest i'm feeling this and but my trust in you is greater than this so i'm going to look forward in advance to what you're doing you know or yeah and sometimes i think it's just the the presence of our faith and the presence of our trust not necessarily the proportion of it it's like when jesus asked the man do you believe i can heal your son and he's like uh <laughs> kind of I do. I believe, but help the part of me that doesn't believe. I, I kind of think you can, and I also don't know if you will, and I don't know if you can. I, but I have a little bit. I believe, I, but help me with my unbelief. Exactly. It's like I, I have a mustard seed. It's not a lot, but I believe, given if you put it in the right soil, it can be huge. So, Jesus, I'm giving you the little bit that I have, even though there's a lot of me that's like, ah, I don't know if you're going to show up this time. I don't know if you're going to do it this time. I don't know what's going to happen. It's showing up with the with faith and showing up with um, trust in God and being realistic and being real about our circumstances. It's kind of what we talked about with our first episode in this series of hopeful realism. Mm -hmm. It's in one hand holding hope, and in the other hand being honest and real about the circumstances that we're that we're living in. Yeah, yeah. It's I think that. I think that is so important. It's it's really, at its core, it's an act of surrender. It's yes. saying, I'm feeling this. I, I feel like I don't have control over this. And the truth of it is, I don't. Probably don't. But yeah. you do. And so I am I'm offering it to you. And I'm asking of you because you tell me I can as your son daughter. I can ask of you. And, you know, thank you for hearing my prayer. Like, that's, that's, that's the heart of lament is yeah. just saying... Ah, but thank you for hearing me, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and I still believe you're good, but yeah, right now it still, really hurts. It's, and that's the important thing. And that's what keeps it from becoming an accusation is it's all based in knowing who God is. It's yes. based in knowing he is good, that he is faithful, that he is loving. Yes. Because an accusation questions that. Mm -hmm. And that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Glenn Packham earlier. We, we got another great quote from him that says, Lament is not our final prayer. It is a prayer in the meantime. Most of the lament psalms end with a vow to praise, a promise to return thanksgiving to God for his deliverance. 
And really, this is where we get this idea of God, we thank you in advance. Yeah, you've probably it's, heard that when someone prays. Yeah, and it's because it's because we are putting our hope. It's we are putting, our, it, it, we are, are lifting the situation up to God and just saying, God, we thank you in advance for your deliverance for for however you, you were going to do it. Here's the way I'd prefer it to be done, but I trust you more than I trust me, mm. and so uh, I thank you in advance for knowing better what I need and what the people around me need than what I, I do. So I think that's what's, I think as we talked about, that's the heart of lament. And that's the heart of this spiritual practice is, is, is being willing to pour out is being willing to let it, let it go, flow, let it flow. Yeah. To let it go (laughs) in a different way than what else it meant. Um, but in, in just knowing that God wants that relationship, he wants that deep a relationship mm-hmm. with you. Um, so now is when we get into the doable section. And for the doable this week is, is to read Psalm 13. And I, our encouragement is actually for you to read it three times this week. Fine. Three times. Just find whenever you like this week. It. In which is just a, it's just in, an epitome of a psalm of lament. Yes. And just, and especially in this season, a whole lot of what is said is just so pertinent. Um, so I'm going to read it to you now. And then we encourage you to read it again three times this week. Yeah, and read it when you feel, when you feel these emotions rising in you. Or when you you feel the tendency or you're feeling something, maybe it's fear or anxiety or maybe it's anger and you want to stuff it, take that cue and go, hold on, I can be real about, with this emotion. I want to read Psalm 13 and then I'm going to pray in a brutally honest way to God about it yeah. and end in, but God, I believe that you're still good. God, I believe that you're still with me and I believe that you're here. And honestly, it's not that long, so you can even memorize it. Yeah, it's pretty short. And it can be it's a, a short one. Um, okay, here it is, Psalm 13. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How, how long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death and my enemy will say I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall but I trust in your unfailing love my heart rejoices in your salvation I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me I love that. This psalm right here goes through all the different little all of, parts. All of them. That we yeah, just talked exactly. about. How long, oh Lord? So we have that lament part. Are you that, even oh, here? Are you even here? I wrestle with my thoughts. And then and then that call to God, look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light my, you know. And then and then that but yeah. at the start of verse five is really the hinge point. Mm-hmm. But I trust in your unfailing love. And that's saying, I feel all of this, but I know this. Yes. Um, that was a good reading too, Jason. Just get some voiceover you. work in. Thank you. Um, you know, I, I get to reading. use I like all my theater background for something. Yeah, there you so go. Here we go. <laughs> um, so read Psalm 13, you know, a few times this week, and then just 
find some time and, 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 and take advantage of what God tells us that we can do and pour out our hearts to God. Honestly, whatever is going on inside, yeah. whatever it is that you're feeling, if you're stressed out because you are now having to homeschool your kids and that wasn't the arrangement that you had thought was happening, or because you're, as Kay said last week, because you're emotionally bumping up against your spouse mm. now and you're feeling like this agitation, this irritation, you know, or just because you are mourning, you are grieving a loss of routine or a loss of an opportunity, a loss of something that you may, you know, have been looking forward to in this time that now now is either put on hold or, 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 or might not be happening at all. Yeah. There's so many different things that each of us can be go is probably going through right now. So t- take this time to pour out your hearts to God, whatever is going on inside and just let it out to him. But then hit that but moment. But I trust in your unfailing love. Lord, I don't know what's been going on. It's, it's, I'm so I'm tired. I'm stressed. I'm irritated. I'm frustrated. But I trust in your unfailing love. And my heart rejoices in your salvation, knowing that he is the God who saves. Yeah, deliverance. And I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. Beautiful. Any other thoughts, Mr. Brandon? I think we covered it. I really hope this Spiritual Antidote series has been helpful, um, has been encouraging in this time. Um, we, you know, we're really excited to hop on board with this and just put mm-hmm. some thought into, you know, what would be timely right now. So I think I definitely hope this has been. Um, we will be back with you guys again soon. Yes, see you soon. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes. And go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question might just inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Jason Whelan, and I hope you'll join us again next week. Thank you.